0: The Sunday Grill on Beat One Hundred Two One Hundred Three.
1: You are very welcome to that. Was the month that was every month we look back on the thirty or so days that made up our last bits of our lives, and we have so much to talk about. But we're looking a little bit into the future because tomorrow, for lots of people, is back to school. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was is when it's all happening. I have to say that's been the fastest summer mm. of my life.
2: When you say the month that was, it feels like we're only here last week talking yeah, no, <laughs> about it's July. Crazy. It's
1: crazy. What is that? Is it the bad weather or what?
3: Now, in another sense, August is like a five week month. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think I went bankrupt
1: about two weeks ago. <laughs> me, too. So too now, me too.
3: It's funny how you're hurrying the month on, but also don't want the summer to end. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it?
1: I think that's, that comes with being paid monthly. You're yeah. always like, come on. Come on, I need that Thursday to come in <laughs> quick and fast. And constantly wishing for the better weather as well. Yeah, yeah, true. What are your back to school memories? Are they a primary school memory or a secondary school? God, I think there's a meme
3: of my face when I have to tell my mom at 9pm that I need glue. And I feel like that sums up every child or mother's experience of mm-hmm. at the last minute. Oh, but I need yeah. a hockey stick. Yeah. <laughs> or like
2: do you know um, the home economics classes in secondary school my niece is going into second year but all last year Tracy was like she needs six dozen apples and she needs such many grams of castor sugar who buys castor sugar and just stress out about that or like a fiver for a day trip and no one carries cash anymore Yeah, you know at nine o'clock on a Sunday but the Sunday fear is absolutely real whether you're in primary, secondary or going to work
1: well true (laughs) and I feel I haven't even thought about the back to school thing because um, school books are free in primary school, mm-hmm. so it's amazing. I haven't, haven't even thought about the fact. That Actually, yeah,
3: I think of that's what I remember the trying to cover the book. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, with the wallpaper? Wallpaper or with fancy things. Oh, no, or we the had the cellophane. Stuff. Yeah. yeah cellophane. But I always envied people who had the wallpaper. Did I thought you? it was prettier. Yeah. Oh, you
1: know? thanks,
2: Michelle, because we always <laughs> thought that you guys were posher <laughs> with the plastic over. You. My mum was so frustrated, she couldn't even compare, like to sit down for hours and do that. And some, some people had the plastic that went. Like all over the cover book, and some people had it. were just tucked in behind the paper. Oh yeah, yeah like, the tucked in. But then you'd see someone's like, "Oh, her mom didn't do a good job." that, no, the, that, bubbles. that yeah, had the bubbles. The cover is curling as yeah. well yes. when it curls when it's and too tight. Bubbles. I'm so. glad. I
1: love to hear you say her mom. I just had to do it all. I remember getting oh. a ruler. And trying to really? rub the bubbles out of it as well. Well done. Yeah. on you. Yeah, thank you very so you much. the plastic. <laughs> I had the plastic. And it learned, taught me well after yeah. when you get your iPhone and try to put the plastic cover on the front <laughs> yeah. then as
2: well. and don't want bubbles. the wallpaper, you learn how to wrap Christmas presents. Yeah, When exactly. you wrap wallpaper, your books. I don't
3: understand though why they even still have books. Like... I remember my back being so weighed down mm. with the amount of books in secondary school. Uh-huh. And someone said, and I thought this was so true, why can't we just have one folder and all of the books have, are in a binder mm. and you would take out the pages that you need mm. and you take them in and out and you leave or a trolley books suitcase. in school.
1: Yeah, you know? good idea.
3: <laughs> why yeah. do we have to have 20 books in the back? It is ridiculous. Yeah. And they wouldn't even fit in the locker. And then you well.
1: spill yogurt or on one of them and it's... yeah. <laughs> or you might be in a school that doesn't Harnage. have a locker and you're yeah. watching all the high school shows thinking, yeah, I wish yeah. I had a locker. You only had Because they all had lockers yeah. in the States, you know. Anyway, good times, good times. <laughs> uh, if you are starting school this week, starting back or I think, you know, the the very exciting and sometimes nerve-ridden one is starting first year of secondary school or even if you're heading into first year in college like we're thinking of you all best of luck. Which were your favourite years? College, secondary school, primary school? I Um,
3: think transition year was my favourite year. Oh, You know? I I mean you can see why I got to do everything that I liked and I didn't have to worry about exams.
2: Yeah, lovely. I have to say I had a great time in college. I had a ball. Mm. I loved it. Truly, is a college town. It's fantastic. Circa many, many moons ago. But I loved secondary school as well. Like, I, I think it was the fact that you could get to go see your friends. Um, like that was what I loved about school. So I ha- I'm torn between the two. I have to say.
1: Okay, um, let's move on to the next stage in people's lives, and that is work. And we're talking about this because a couple of weeks ago, it was it reported that Ireland has seen the fastest shift towards remote working in the EU. I find this a bit bizarre because everyone that I speak to has the common complaint that their work wants them back in the mm, office. Yeah. So, And that seems to be the conversation that's having that. But according to this report, that out of a working population of over 2.6 million, there's now 940,000 people sometimes or usually working from home. Now, the reason that we're talking about this story is because none of us can, can do our jobs from home. <laughs> can do our jobs from home. And I, I mean that as me as a part-time lecturer and a part-time broadcaster. I just cannot do my job home. Do you wish you were more No, hybrid? I was very much not even hybrid, but teaching online during the pandemic and you really couldn't do more no. than yeah, an hour. Yeah, that's very hard. Yeah, Like, yeah. that's
3: something that needs to be done in person. Totally. You yeah. know, and obviously the same with us as broadcasters, um, more or less, yeah. have to be in a newsroom and have to be in studio. But I do envy seeing people who are like, oh, I just... Um, went to the dentist there at 10am yeah. Yeah. and I just, you know, shifted my hours. Like my sister works for a big tech company and she has such flexibility. Mm. She gets her hair done during her working week. <gasps> Don't like, say that. Don't. should No, but you she's, shouldn't know she's, shouldn't. She shouldn't. she's... But she's allowed, as in it's totally fine for okay. her to work seven to three or eight to four mm. or make up the hours later on, whatever it is, you know. Um, and I'm like, wow... Because I have to use a weekend day to do that. But you know? do you
1: not think that you need people? Like my partner works from home and I always think if that oh, you was do. me at home, I, w- yeah. I would just That's be in I town th- randomly talking to people. Hybrid yeah.
3: is wonderful. Like mm. She will go into the office
1: some days, my sister, okay. and she
3: will stay at home other days. And other people I talk to, it's great for obviously pets. Um, like if you have a dog, mm-hmm. the dog really needs company. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend and they'll split the times that they do hybrid so that... What, two of them are home two days a mm. week and in the office the other days and then of course there's the kids thing you know like this has freed up mothers from having to either quit work or hire babysitters mm-hmm. to do the school run mm-hmm. you also, know mm-hmm. so I think that's life changing but it, that's
1: not just hybrid that's also your the company you're working for being incredibly fec- flexible Yeah, because there will be some companies that aren't going to allow you to yeah. up sticks at 2.30 which isn't your lunch break, break and go and collect your child yeah, my, no? my
2: partner works from home and he literally rolls out of bed and he could go down and get a coffee and be in work in the space of 10 minutes Yes. Yeah. You know, and I'm so jealous about it. Oh, sleep. But he, he's very like he has to be clocked in and clocked out. He can't okay. just say yeah. I have to take so a long no lunch There's none. Okay. No, he oh. gets he's like literally it's three forty one now, I have to go back up, my break is finished in two minutes. You know, oh, no, like, like my, back like on the
3: clock. I have friends who like if they're having a bad period, can I say that? Mm-hmm. Having a mm-hmm.
1: bad time of the month,
3: they can have a nap. Mm. During the work day yeah, and then make up the work. That is pure
1: flexibility. And, that's and they're usually tech companies and things that are like that.
3: I really wish that that, that was the status quo. Yeah, because, no, it's true. Because you, know, you, you can't work a lot of the time or you can't do good work mm. when you're in physical pain or when you have something else going mm-hmm. on. So to have that flexibility mm. is wonderful.
1: Yeah, so I think we are talking more about places being flexible yeah. rather than just the whole working from home yeah. initiative. And some
2: people would rather get their, four, their five days working done in four days yeah. to have that flexibility yeah. as yeah. well.
1: And I think we are talking about that life work balance more now that, yeah. you know, you will get more from an employee if you allow them to have that level of flexibility mm. with the amount of days that they work, how many hours they do a day. Make it up the other end yeah, if you can. Yeah, totally.
3: But definitely I would find it hard if I was working from home to not be able to separate home from work. Yes. Well, you'd so, have to have a
2: different room. Yeah like, yeah. like
3: I'd love for your home to be your sacred space mm-hmm. and not work related, you know. Mm-hmm. And definitely during the pandemic when I was doing stuff from home, I would go to... To the coffee shop just to talk to someone. Yes. Yeah, yeah. How, oh, hi, yeah. how are you? How is your day? Totally. It's so like if yeah. you
2: have your workspace in your relaxed space, you can't escape either or get into one and out of the other easily. It's not good. So mm. people, when they say if you're going to get their hybrid, you have to have a separate room, mm. the pot out the back if you have the space. But once you're out of that room, you're finished work, you don't go back into it till you're in work yeah. again.
3: Actually, I just thought, too, I know a couple who they're now buying a house in Waterford, even though their jobs are in Dublin, because they can be remote,
1: oh, and that's, that's another advantage.
3: exceptional because yes. they would not be able to yes. buy in Dublin, but now it's allowing people who have uh-huh. these
1: jobs in Dublin or, to yeah. live elsewhere. Yeah, another and they just one. need to think outside the box a little bit of how they're going how to how can make, you make that possible and how and also how they're going to create their community because mm. a huge amount of times for people, and um, your community starts in your workplace, yeah. and then you might learn about things, but from this outside. could save rural Ireland. Yeah, no, I totally. Totally agree yeah. with that. One of yeah. the
2: classic examples is a friend of mine who went to the UK, um, upsticks, moved over before the pandemic, and during the pandemic, his whole office space was became remote. Mm-hmm. And post pandemic, he has since moved home to a rural town in Ross where he has to get you know a taxi for ten minutes to get to the local shop. To where he's
1: from. To where
2: he's originally from. Okay. So he's allowed to still work for the company. The only thing is, he does have to travel to the UK once every six weeks. But that's mm. it. That's
1: fine. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. You're bringing me back memories though of when I was lecturing online and what you were saying about you having no office space or anything and I was sitting there teaching the ways of broadcasting <laughs> and my child just climbed up <laughs> on top of me and shouted I said I wanted a banana <laughs> 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 Those sort of things. Yeah, no, that doesn't work. No. <laughs> Listen, just quickly, uh, I wanted to talk about this, Um about fans throwing t- things on stage. I've really noticed this on Instagram, a few people posting that post pandemic, they've noticed that, like, say, people who are DJs who are gigging in nightclubs, that there's this kind of air of almost rudeness and arrogance How about people. They? Yeah, and... Well, I remember one person posted that maybe it's people that, you know, they did a lot of their growing up during the pandemic and they haven't got to that stage in their lives where they realize you can't really talk to someone like that. You can't say, oh, I want this song. You're ruining my life. Yeah. But, and then the throwing things on stage is another really bizarre like occasion for me and I'm not sitting here saying oh that's definitely a certain age group we don't know that Does it
3: come from I think maybe the desire to go viral Mm. so this thing of I want my moment of fame on TikTok Mm. or Instagram or whatever it Mm. is and if I throw this on stage and the celebrity picks it up that's my you know that's my chance to be viral
1: There's two extremes to this like whoever was the agent who decided to throw water at Cardi B um, really got Mm -hmm. you know they got it thrown back at them because she really um, showed that she was not happy about that but the bizarrest was pink and the someone's ashes I know someone's family member's ashes you'd be so shocked
2: it's almost like is is it real? but like who like if I didn't
1: said to you in work do you know what I'm going to do? (laughs) I'm going to get my dog's ashes (laughs) and I'm going to bring them to a concert and I'm going to hand them to a A A-list celebrity,
3: would
2: you not say Orla... That's the worst idea I've
1: I'd ever I'm like, Orla,
3: we're just going to go down to AE now <laughs> <Yeah>. and have a chat. My mum had so saying, go
2: buy a bottle of cop on for yourself I'm like, <laughs> like, if you listen to the clip, Pink is like,
3: I don't know how to feel. Like, she does not know what to it's say. It's so no. alien. It's so
2: bizarre. It's uh, the weirdest I be, thing. And Like, honor are the days of people throwing their bras up. Like, I could understand the no, excitement behind still, that. Um, you know. So,
3: Drake is getting all these bras and oh, knickers that thrown was at him. One, and one yeah. girl got him an offer from Clayboy. After she threw up her bra and Drake picked it up and said, 36G, someone find this girl. And And they did. And Playboy reached out to her. And they did. Like, I think, look, roses, lingerie, I don't know, petals, whatever. (laughs) Kiwis,
1: (laughs) Harry Styles. Kiwis? Kiwis are thrown Oh, that's like a trend with him, isn't it? Or watermelons or something. Um, Pink also once said had cheese. Remember someone gave her a wheel of cheese? No, that's... See, those things
3: are hazardous.
1: Yeah, true. That's like a weapon in the air. Can we just stick
3: to teddies? And Teddies and underwear Or nothing Roses.
1: Nothing Again or nothing. Back to myself and Jolene's Hours to Protect series <laughs> Like there's nothing very wasteful. Nothing very sustainable It's yeah. very wasteful and To be you shown sleep. Your knickers And your bra And what do you think of the signs thing
3: People holding up Because I know a girl Who had Harry Styles name her baby
1: Wow Yeah
3: As in brought the sign saying Harry oh, I love that um, Name my baby And what did he name the Harry.
1: baby
2: <laughs> She's actually called the baby boy Harry. Stop it, yeah. Michelle. Yeah, I can't. I've send you the video. I know. No. Please do. I love do. when I love that when people interact with the crowd. I knew somebody years ago um, who like that. It was a gig Green Day two thousand and six. They said, "Can anybody play guitar?" And it was before the big viral videos. And he gets up on stage and he can actually play guitar. And it wow. was one of the first times I remember seeing anything like that. And I was like, "That's amazing." That's amazing. I love that type of interaction. Yeah,
1: not the whole. But uh, I don't know.
2: Yeah, if there wasn't an opportunity
3: to document it on your phone, I don't know if people would do it. Yeah, of course.
1: And of course, there was the Waterford man who came up and sang with Adele as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was great oh, as well. Times. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> fun times indeed. <laughs> little disappointed that Harry chose Harry when it came to naming a child. I mean,
3: I think he gave some suggestions and the crowd sort of cheered
1: when he said, <laughs> will we
3: just go with Harry? Because they're obviously
1: all enamoured by Harry him. Harry is a lovely
3: name. Harry is a lovely to name for a baby, yeah.
1: Anyway, that was the month that was August. We we're heading into autumn. I have to say autumn is possibly, is this a bit controversial? We're meant to all love summer. I love autumn. I love the leaves falling, the Halloween. It's this oh. moment. The cold's yes. just starting. This is, yes. This is lovely. Yes. yes. Well, Michelle Heffernan and Julian Murphy, thank you very thank much you. as usual for joining me for that was the month that was.
0: The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103.
1: Well, there's a big week ahead if you're starting school or college this week and we're going to talk to Karina McAvoy. She's a child and adolescence therapist based in North Wexford and she has been producing information and advice for the past few years for children as they transition to new schools. And that's what she's going to do for us this morning. Give us some of that advice. You're very welcome back to the Sunday Grill, Karina. Good morning, Orla, thanks for having me back. No problem. You chatted to us a few years ago during the pandemic because you were creating videos to help um, pupils who were transitioning from primary to first year of secondary school and then That's people right. who might be heading into college as well. I'm, I, I'm sure it's a, the same sort of nerves, but done a bit differently now. Absolutely, absolutely.
4: And you know what, Orla, it is, it can be for anybody starting college. Mm -hmm. Anybody starting a new job, anybody starting, you know, swim club, anything. Anything new, we have the same feelings coming up, the same body sensations, the same anxieties coming up. And what are those feelings
1: and and body sensations then?
4: So basically, it's it's the amygdala in your brain is constantly looking out for danger. And any time that we start something new that's unfamiliar, because our brain loves familiar, it loves safe and familiar. It knows, okay, I'm safe here. I've done this before. But if we jump into a new experience with new people, a new building Um, the brain, the amygdala in the brain is going, hang on now. Hang on now. I have not been here before. You have not brought me here before. I do not know these people. I don't know if this is safe. I don't know if we should go in there. So all of a sudden you're you're breathing into your chest, your heart is going a bit faster, you're beginning to sweat, because your brain is basically saying, Here, listen, we're getting out of here. We're actually running away from here because this might be dangerous.
1: And is there a certain age where that happens more than others, or is it just no matter what stage of life you're at?
4: It can be no matter what stage of life you're at. In fact, the, the 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 transition itself, it's a very normal feeling for any transition. And if it's something that is really important to us, like let's say we're going in to, you know, do a job interview or do, you know, an exam, something that's really important that we really care about, we can even feel it even more then. So it's a very normal feeling that we can feel at any age. It's just a matter of learning Tips and tricks and tools and techniques and language to overcome that feeling.
1: And I suppose you don't have the kind of experience, the life experience, if you're 12 or 13, heading into a new school to have those tricks.
4: Exactly. And you know something, Orla, at that age of 12 and 13, you do have I mean, anxiety is normal at any age, mm. at any experience. But at 12, 13, you're coming into that age where you really care about fitting in. Mm-hmm. You really, really care about fitting in with everyone else around you. And this goes back to us being social beings as well, and that we are very safe if we are with other people. This goes back to the caveman times. So they used to go hunting in packs. So if you are out hunting on your own, you are more vulnerable. So teenagers, teenage brain, they need, they want to be in packs so they really want to fit in so they, they have that extra layering of really caring about fitting in with other people and and may feel um, may feel a little bit kind of walking in the gate the first day very vulnerable
1: mm. so
4: there's, there's there's the added layer to that
1: Okay. So what would you say then if there's a 13, 12, 13 year old listening or their parents listening and tomorrow mm-hmm. is the big day that they're no longer primary school students and they're heading into school um, and might know everyone there what kind of tips would you give Mm -hmm. well
4: i have eight brilliant tips for you orla that we can wrap up and send out to anybody there that's listening today um So the first one I would say, the first tip is build the right foundations. Okay, it's like if you're building a house, you want to build the foundations really strong, really steady, sturdy to build everything else. The resilience and the comfortable sensation, the confidence on top of that. And the right foundations are start getting a good sleep. Because without sleep, our emotions can feel uncontrollable. So start getting yourself into a good rhythm of sleep now and start getting some good food into your Hydration. Water is really important because it hydrates the brain. It helps you think more clearly. And then some movement, a little bit of movement every day, whether it's a sports activity or dancing or something going around riding on a bike, because the, the movement, believe it or not, will actually, um, it's like it spends that excess energy okay. of the flight sensation because it's energy that we feel. Anxiety is all about energy in your body to run away. So if you're exercising, and if you're moving, you're spending that energy in a healthy way. The next tip then, tip that I'd say to you is if you're out there and you're feeling nervous about starting school, that is perfectly okay. Because a lot of kids, teens that I work with are actually scared of feeling scared. They're scared of that feeling. They're anxious of feeling anxious. Okay. But if we are actually okay with that feeling, if we're okay with that feeling of being nervous and anxious, that actually takes away, it drains away so much of that feeling because it's really normal. It's completely natural. It's basically your brain saying to you, hey, are we okay here? Uh-huh. This is a new place. Are we OK? So if we're OK with that feeling and say to ourselves, you know, I feel nervous, but it's actually OK to feel nervous. This is normal. This is natural. Every single person around you will feel nervous. Even some of the teachers starting back, mm-hmm. new teachers, everybody is going to feel it. It's normal. It's natural. So if we can go in with that feeling and say, yeah, this is OK. I'm going to show you that this is OK. I am safe here and I am OK. OK. Which leads me to tip number three, Orla, okay. which is mind your bad language. Okay. So what I mean by bad is, you know, we can really talk ourselves into feeling worse by yeah. saying things like, Oh my god, this is really bad. Now my heart is going, Oh, this is really bad. I can't deal with this. I'm I can't deal with this, or this is awful, or I don't know anyone. It's really bad. I don't know anyone. This is awful. So instead of filling our head with all of that kind of self-talk, that negative self-talk, okay. Say to yourself, This is okay. I'm safe here. I can deal with this. I can deal with anything. So change that language around, you know, be very mindful of what you're saying to yourself and change it around to that. Yes, I can deal with this.
1: OK, and that really works. Which
4: Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're if you think about it, right, your amygdala is relying on what you feed it, what you're telling it and what you're showing it. Mm-hmm. So if you're telling it, this is really bad, I can't deal with this. Your amygdala is going oh my God, well, then we are definitely get, getting <laughs> out of here. But if you're saying, yeah, okay, this is a new experience, but you know what, I can deal with this. I, I've actually can deal with this. Then your amygdala is listening to you and it's kind of going, okay, okay. okay. So it's going to bring down that level from whatever it is you're feeling, a 10 to a, a five. And it's okay to go in with a, a level of five. That's perfectly okay. okay. That brings me to my next tip is that, our thoughts are like, are just thoughts. They're mm. not facts. Mm-hmm. They're not facts. Like if we all had thoughts and our thoughts were real, like we're like, you know, I'd be living in, I'd be living in Hawaii now <laughs> with a super yacht, uh-huh. you know? So thoughts are not thoughts they are thoughts are not facts they're simply just thoughts so don't believe everything you think if you see someone looking at if you're funny and you jump to the conclusion that oh they don't like me or they don't want to be my friend or they don't want to talk to me just bring yourself back into reality just bring yourself back to reality that you know you are in a place where everybody else that is feeling a little bit nervous it's okay to talk to other people Mm -hmm. um if a teacher comes in and they look really cross that's the first thing that crosses your mind like just bring yourself back to reality you don't even know the teacher yet you don't know what's going on in the Mm -hmm. teacher's head Mm -hmm. so don't believe everything you think so then I would say remind yourself just how capable you are, because nervous that feeling of kind of anxiety, I suppose, more so comes from when we don't feel that we are able to do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do I can't deal with it. So remind yourself like if you're going into first year, you've already gone into a school. You've done this before, you've gone into a junior infant when you were five years of age. Exactly. never mind 13, yeah. you've done it, you've done the hard work, mm-hmm. you've gone all the way through primary school, you've already made friends, you've already learned how to make friends, how to talk to people. You've done the hard stuff. So remind yourself how capable you are. And if you're going into college for the first time, oh my God, you've just done the leave Cert.
1: How exactly. capable are you? Yeah. yeah. So Look big yourself what
4: you up. Face on it. Exactly. Remind yourself that you are capable. You have used so much courage in your life in so many situations. Like think back. I mean, learning to ride a bike. How many times did you fall off but got back on mm-hmm. again? Mm-hmm. You know, face the leaving cert, start the junior cert if you're going into college or exactly. every year in those, those tests in school and every Friday, those spelling tests. Like you're you have more courage and capability than you actually are focusing in on right now. True. And so I am not starting to... first
1: year and these are really resonating <coughs> with me as well, Karina. Yeah. So you've <laughs> two more. Yorla. Oh, for everybody. Two more. Tell us yeah, what they are.
4: Everybody. Well, I would say take that courage that you know that you have because we just forget about the courage that we have when anxiety takes over because anxiety is busy telling us, no, we need to get out of here, Mm -hmm. right? So remember back that you have courage, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need to go into a new position with confidence, Orla, right? Because all you need is courage and courage comes before confidence. Okay. Courage will always come before confidence. So once you know that you are Brave and courageous, and that you'll give something a shot. Then it's kind of like the goldfish in the bowl. Did you ever see that image of the the goldfish jumping out of the little tiny bowl into mm-hmm. the bigger one? Yeah, needs just a little bit of courage to do that, and then he begins to grow in the bigger bowl. And that's what we do when we go into a new experience. Yeah, we're nervous, but we begin to feel a little bit more comfortable. We begin to feel a little bit, you know, more at ease with the situation. And Mm -hmm. then the confidence comes. So we don't need to be confident going in. We just need courage. Mm -hmm. And everybody has courage. I know every single person starting something new tomorrow has courage Mm -hmm. because they've been through so much. Then I would say role play. If there's any issues that you are worried about. So I've spoken to like hundreds of first year Student, new first year students, and they're worried about, um, you know, making new friends, talking to new people for the first time, or losing old friendships, or how would they get the locker to work, or what if they were late for class? You know, little things like that. So I would say, sit down with someone that you trust, with your mommy, or your dad or your friend or whoever, and just list out what you are worried about. Okay. All of those worries are okay to have, and I can guarantee you, everybody else has those worries too. Okay, and I can absolutely 100% say that to you because I have spoken to hundreds of students, and they would be your top five friendships, lockers, getting lost, being late, uh, maybe getting into trouble, right? (laughs) So list them out and then role play how you would problem solve those issues with the person you're with. Just go through them. What would you do? What would be your way of solving that issue? Because when we're stuck, when our mind is stuck on the problem, we don't think about how we would solve it. So just put the problem there and now think about how you would solve it. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you every single first new first year tomorrow is able to solve their own problems mm-hmm. when they just sit t- sit down and think about, OK, well, what would I actually do? OK, so if my locker is stuck Maybe I could go to the secretary mm-hmm. or maybe I could go to the teacher. So it's just about changing your your focus from
1: the problem to the solution. And we really can get into a spiral when we think about the problem, don't we? Like I absolutely, I, I know I kind of believe in that where you are right now in your life and everything is OK right now. So why worry about mm-hmm. what's happening tomorrow? But that's very difficult when you've got something massive happening tomorrow.
4: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So I would say just sit down and go through those little worries. And then for the parents, a good, you know, a good thing for parents to do is we as parents, we tend to not want our children to be upset. So we Mm -hmm. might say, oh, don't worry, that won't happen Mm -hmm. or don't worry about that. But that doesn't really work. Because if I say to you, don't worry about the pink elephant, you're going to think of a pink elephant. Right. (laughs) Or don't think of a green mouse. So the don't worry doesn't really work. So the best thing for parents to do is just to sit down and just listen to the worries mm-hmm. and then just go through each and every one and say, okay, well, how do you think that you could get through this? And let the child, let the teenager, should I say, let the teen come to their own solution okay. because it's really important to let them exercise that part of their brain now.
1: Okay. Okay. Great advice. You know, yeah. Good stuff, Karina. I'm sure you're helping lots of people this morning who are heading, as we said, to secondary school, Even primary school or even that brand new job or meeting new friends even tomorrow for some reason. Karina McAvoy.com is the website and Karina is C-A-R-I-N-A and it's Mac with no A. Karina McAvoy.com if you want to get more details of what Karina does. And as I said, she's a child and adolescence therapist and she practices hypnotherapy, NLP and C B T. So really busy, I'd say. Karina, thanks a million for taking some time this morning to chat to us on the Sunday grill. Thank you.
0: The Sunday Grill on Beat 102 103. Beat
1: 102 103 on a Sunday morning, and two weeks ago, women from across the southeast took off their clothes got into the sea, all for a great cause. It's called the Dip in the Nip and it was the ninth one a couple of weeks ago. It takes place in Rossler Strand every year and the annual event has raised over €200,000 in its lifetime for the Hope Cancer Support Centre. You can still donate as well. I'll give you those details towards the end of our chat to the organiser, Eileen Rose. She's on the phone to tell us more and about the plans for the 10th anniversary in 2024. Hi, Eileen. Hi, Orla. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And congratulations on the ninth dip in the nip. Does that mean you have been into the sea naked nine
5: times at least? It does, surely. Nine times at least, Orla. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Nine official dips in the nip. How did you come
1: up with this idea all that time ago, Eileen?
5: So it was a lady in Sligo, Mary Garvey. Um, I had heard an interview with her on Jerry Ryan's show on radio Um, or many years ago. And it was something that had really struck a chord with me. It just sounded like so much fun. It sounded like such a a great way to maybe um, raise some money as well. Um, And it just sounded like so much yeah fun really was, was kind of what sold it to me. And yeah, so I got the opportunity maybe nine years ago. I'd been thinking about it for a year or two prior to that and decided to Let's give this a go.
1: Good woman. And why then the Hope Cancer Support Centre as um, where the monies go to?
5: Yeah, so I just felt uh, at the time it might be nice to keep the money local in Wexford. And when I spoke to the guys up there, they were uh, delighted to be part of it. And yeah, so a friendship has formed and on we go ever since. Brilliant stuff. And
1: tell me, like, how has it grown in the nine years? Like, I'm wondering how you convinced a group of women to take their clothes off yeah. and get into the sea yeah.
5: So then. Initially, yeah, initially on year one, or there was about 120 women. That was very... The first couple of years were very difficult. Uh, people would look at you, some in disgust, uh, disbelief, uh, shock horror, and then people... I think maybe over the years, gradually warmed to the idea that people would do it. They would tell their family, tell their friends, to the point now where people contact me wanting to do it. So maybe for the first three, four, maybe even five years, it was very difficult. Every year I used to say I was definitely giving it up. It was just, yeah, it was just such a, it was hard. Uh, Whereas now it's kind of, Gained its own positive energy and it's such a joy to be part of it. I'm glad I stuck it out this long uh, because it it is and we've raised so much money and people have had such, you know, unbelievable stories and, you know, all kinds of um, heartwarming stories as to why they're doing it, why they've done it, the after effects. Um, It's a life changing experience, really.
1: And you do ensure that, you know, because people are, ta- like, it, it's an all women event. They're, people are taking their clothes off, but you're making sure Absolutely. that those women feel safe and secure. It's
5: very Absolutely. early in the morning, isn't it? So it's 7 a.m. in the morning, um, August the 13th. So it's 7 a.m., um, it wouldn't be possible to run the event with the amount of po- local volunteers that turn up every single year. They're up out of their bed. I need them there from about half six. So they're up out of their bed at 6 a.m. Uh, a lot of the same faces every year. And there's really too many to mention, but they're all local people to Rosslare Strand. Um, I can't thank them enough. They turn up, they put their high vis jackets on, um, they cover the surrounding area. We have a vanguard um, a that's uh, on the beach, um, we have our lifeguards on the beach. Um, we've never really had any necessity for um, either the lifeguards or the vanguard, but it's just to make sure that. Everybody does feel a hundred percent secure and safe when you're there,
1: and it's female lifeguards as well. It's an all female event.
5: All female. Everybody is female. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We so. do have guards and security on the other side of the dunes, so for them, um, they can hear the roar and the screeches of us going into the water, but they can't see it. Nor do they probably want if the truth to known. But we just need them there for eventualities. There's a lot of fundraising that's um, happening on the beach on the morning. The guys from the Hope Centre there with their donation buckets and that but so yeah, just to make sure that everybody feels secure and safe uh-huh. all around
1: okay good stuff and tell me um, the reason we're talking to you you're still obviously raising money and people can go on to idonate.ie yeah. and search for Wexford yeah. dip in the nip there but Absolutely. really you've lots of plans for the 10th anniversary and you're not is it true you're not letting men get away with not being in a dip in the nip for the 10th anniversary yep.
5: so for the last number of years you know you do get the icon and said oh you know it's not fair it's female only and oh you can't be doing that and um, so, yeah, so look at trying to get somebody um, to maybe run it, be the face of it. Um, so, yeah, I think I've managed to track down a local man, um, Martin. He's a business there locally in Rossler Strand. Okay. So, yeah, I think Martin is going to take it on board next year. And like the template is there. I suppose the success of our story is there. And um, so, yeah, it'll be a bit of friendly banter. How many men can we get on the beach and how much money can they raise? And that'll be a completely um, separate, separate event to the separate. women's only yeah, no, dip it will in be, the lip. Yeah, it will be a completely separate event. We uh, we haven't really finalised details, but maybe looking at running them. Um, you know, maybe the, the men on one morning and then the women the following morning are somewhere in and around there.
1: OK, good stuff. Well, 10 years Um are you keeping going then? You're heading
5: towards the 20 years
1: after oh, that? Oh, good
5: God. I honestly, oh my gosh. My youngest daughter is 10 and for all the years the kids haven't said to me, ma'am, when are you going to give this up? <laughs> so I keep saying to her, I'm going to give it up when you're old enough to, to run with it, but she's horrified at the thoughts of it. So we'll see. I get to year 10, Orla. And it's a bit like, I suppose, it's a bit like your baby. You kind of feel you've grown with it and uh, maybe passing it on, but mm-hmm. all good, we'll, see. we'll see
1: how
5: it goes. Okay, good uh, we'll, stuff. We'll definitely get your ten under the belt and
1: take it from there. Okay, and I hear so many empowering stories from women who have experienced it and have, you know, gone down maybe a little bit nervous about taking off all your clothes and running into the sea, but all yeah. I hear is good experiences after that. You'll
5: never, ever regret it. That's one thing about the sea, whether you're swimming with your swimsuit on or off, I'm an all-year-round swimmer. You will never, ever regret getting into the sea. You might sometimes have your doubts and reasons maybe why it's nicer to stay in bed in the morning as opposed to getting up and getting to the sea. It's got magical powers. Um, and I think when you put 600 plus women together, the energy, the camaraderie, it's just the tears, the laughter. If you go on to our Facebook or Instagram page, actually this year, Orla, I did ask people to send me in 60 second clips of why you should do it. So it's not just me, you'll you'll have the experience and, you know, the conversation of other people. And that's really empowering as well
1: lovely stuff well, congratulations to you Eileen as we said you have raised over 200 grand throughout the, the lifetime yes. of Dip in the Nip and it's all for the Hope Cancer Support Centre and you are still raising funds if people want to go into we I Donate the middle of September. good stuff so idonate.ie just search for Wexford Dip in the Nip and that's where you'll get all the Instagrams if you search for Wexford Dip in the Nip uh, on Facebook yes. and Instagram you'll find more details on those 60 second videos and as time goes on you'll hear about the the men's only dip in the nip and the (laughs) female one, which happens in August of every year. Eileen, congratulations and thanks a million for talking to me this morning. Oh,
5: brilliant, Arliss. Thank you very much.
0: The Sunday Grill on Beat 102.103.
1: It is Beat 102.103 on a Sunday morning. You're listening to The Sunday Grill and I have to say, when I started to watch the clips for this week's movie review, I thought this is going to be a great family movie. Yeah. How wrong I was. It's called Strays got a whole lot of dogs, a whole lot of stars like Jamie Foxx, Will Ferrell, Isla Fisher, Sophie Vergara ha, Vergara, modern family S- fame.
0: Sophia Vergara
1: Sophia Vergara is in it as well. I have beeped this, like I've never beeped stuff. Have you beeped? beeped. An army just cut oh, it. It's beeped. It's beeped.
0: Okay.
4: I really should find my way back home. Any places, landmarks you remember? I remember the devil in the sky. Look at that f- Burn in hell, mother <laughs> son of a dumb d- p- smile, those p-
0: pants. P- you rip p- your p- off and make Stupid
5: you what? We're completely lost, and my little puppy paw pads are really hurting right now. This could be a lot worse. How could this get worse?
1: Ah! Ah! Hold on,
5: buddy! Ah! Holy p-
0: That is the craziest thing I have ever seen. And I'm Dennis Quaid, and Dennis Quaid has seen some. P-
1: darling how
4: many
0: of these should we mm, eat all of them give me a sec whoa you look different you look different too how so is it my human hands hold up sit the
1: cops oh god what do we do calm down i got this i'm sorry that gives me veins of cocaine bear i like the idea of this yeah all right brian obviously doesn't yeah let's no, talk about well, it
0: just just from seeing the trailer there it's like oh some of the moments i laughed at in the movie were in the trailer
1: now, Brian, I was in work one day, and Brian said, "I'm going to see Strays." It was half one. He was back. No, it was eleven it, o'clock. It was in the eleven morning. o'clock as well. He I was left. back for the free pizza within an hour and a half, yeah. two hours. It's a quick one.
0: It definitely is. Yeah it, it 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 doesn't it doesn't go it doesn't go over more than it needs to be fair.
1: Okay, um, let's name the dogs. There's a border terrier named Reggie.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, Will Ferrell is Reggie. Um his owner is Doug who's will Fort, yeah, yeah
0: will Fort Forte, I, Forte. I, I, yeah, okay, I love I will don't Forte. know him you what's, don't know him what's he in he's so he's in a movie on Netflix called the Futile and Stupid Gesture, which is mm, one of my all-time all time favorite movie okay if, like genuinely top tier movie, uh and he also plays a guy called Doug in that which kind of took me out of this a small, bit okay but he's he was on s n l for a few years as well he was yeah. in Macgruber as well he's okay. he's Macgruber uh he's just this silly little man, okay. and there's like, he's given the dog abuse in this. And I know that in my heart and soul that when he was doing this on set, he was, like, loving this. And they definitely had to cut, like, (laughs) hours of him ridiculing this dog because he's the type of man that's just keep going and just, like, probably went too far. And they were like, no, that's too mean. You can't insult the dog that much, like, you know.
1: So uh, this Boston Terrier, Reggie, his owner is Doug. He thinks Doug loves him, but Doug doesn't love him. (gasps) So he teams up with other strays, including a Boston Terrier called Bug, who's played by Jamie Foxx, an Australian Shepherd, which is my dream dog, named Maggie, who's Isla Fisher, and then a therapy Great Dane called Hunter, played by Randall Park. And I presume the Afghan dog that I saw in some of the clips is Sophia Vergara. Yes. Yes, you would think so.
0: Well, no, actually, she actually plays the sofa, but...
1: She plays a sofa. Yeah, well, that's. Oh no, we know. I saw that clip. Let's not speak of that. <laughs> <laughs> Too early in the morning for that, I'm afraid.
0: Context-wise,
1: uh, <laughs> like, where yeah. is this coming from? Who who are these people making this? That it has this level of smut and in jokes, or not even in jokes, just risque jokes about a. Huddly dogs who or, are strays.
0: I honestly spent most of the movie figuring out who this movie is targeted at. Because normally I see a movie and if I'm not a big fan, I'm like, look, it wasn't made for me. It was like yeah. made for kids. It was made for like whatever. Right. I I physically couldn't figure out who this movie is made for. So it's 15s. Right. So it's, <laughs> right. it's a talking dog movie, yeah. which you mainly put it in a kids category. Okay. Right. But it's 15s and it's definitely not for kids. OK. I yeah. know for a fact parents will go in with children being like, no, no, it's talking dogs. My children love this. <laughs>
1: out, get out. You will
0: not be happy. You will be giving out. Um, and then it says like, okay, so it's clearly 15 plus. And then it's like, but once you're above a certain age, it's not like, I feel like they're just going to be like, oh, this is too silly. This is too immature. Okay. Which, I don't know, there was, there was a couple there and they were kind of older when I saw it. And, and they were laughing at some of the jokes as well, to be fair. So right. maybe I'm wrong in that. Okay. But then I'm like, maybe, so it's for younger people, realistically. Mm. But like, how young because like Dennis Quaid makes a cameo like I, I thought it was a spoiler mm-hmm. if I said it but it's in the trailer there so like is, are 15 year olds going to know who Dennis Quaid is I think not so I'm, I am honestly completely confused as to who, the type of person that should go see this maybe if you like dogs and you know, like like raunchy comedies if that makes sense well it kind of takes sense. even
1: the whole theme of dogs out of it's usual narrative I suppose you yeah, know like, especially what I expected I saw a lovely Boston Terrier and a or a, a Terrier and thought loveliness and no I didn't get the loveliness
0: yeah it's I what what I feel like it was for these actors was a great payday okay <laughs> Um I feel like it's one of those things that they can lash out a comedy it'll probably make a load of money get a load of big stars in it and I feel like so a lot of the like the main four are in it for the majority of the movie Okay. Any other characters are kind of in it for maybe a scene or two, apart from like uh, Will Ford, he was in it a bit. Okay, and then it's like so, and then the, the main four are voicing it. So I feel like,
1: but but what's the premise apart from he's thrown out, he gets a new gang? What are we learning here?
0: Uh, basically, that you you shouldn't. Uh, just because it's kind of a, basically a bad relationships and people neglecting dogs and probably bad relationships that you shouldn't go back to the people or something like that. But is it
1: not like a journey movie? He gets a gang, they all go... You know, like those cartoons when you're a kid when they're trying to find his owner, but why would they want to try and find that awful owner? So well, what are they travelling around the mean streets doing?
0: The mission The mission is stated. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on air. Oh, but what? let's just say... Hmm? Let's just... Hmm. Let's just say he's going to bite oh, okay. the owner and yeah. it's going to be very sore. Okay. Do you get, do you know, get what I no. mean?
1: No. Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: Don't. He's going to bite his male owner
1: Oh, and well, it's going to be very sore. Revenge. Yes. He's looking for revenge.
0: Revenge for being neglected okay. and outcast. Okay.
1: Alright. Yeah. Anything else you want to say
0: about it? Uh, it, it's a, it did. It, honestly, it did make me laugh though at some stages because yeah. at some stages I'm like, this is so silly. <laughs> and it, A lot of it is Will Ferrell and it feels like it's just him rambling. Mm. And he does this one thing with a gnome. And it's a recurring joke and it's awful. But every time I did find it really funny. I don't know. Like the first time, I can't even (laughs) repeat it. But it's like, it it did make me laugh. And then there was just like some random jokes thrown in. Like one of the jokes towards the very end of the movie, I feel like was the very best joke. And it was just so silly. I just... It didn't like it's just out of nowhere. It just made me really laugh. But it's it's funny enough. I feel like it's the kind of movie that if you're if you're 15 and you're like going to something with your friends mm-hmm. and you're like we can get into this. Mm-hmm. You're know, cursing this. A lot. Yeah, I think that's the mark. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you want to see a movie with loads of cursing and. Inappropriate references. Inappropriate and, references. That's and what they'd be there for, me. Yes, I would never. I would never say such oh, things. You don't like I, those no, I would never things. say. No, that's I know my you. mom's probably listening now, so I would never say. that Or never, you've never. no. Never,
1: I've... Mrs. Griffin. Never. Anyway, let's <laughs> black pudding them.
0: <laughs> uh, so I give it like a six. <laughs> Is
1: that your surname?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, <laughs> we're being stared at in the window. Uh, yeah, so I give it like a six. Okay. A six. Stuff. It's 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 okay. Like okay. it's it's kind of movie that's gonna go on Netflix. And you're gonna be like, I'll throw that on. Okay. And yeah.
1: All right, good stuff. You go out there and find out what those people want. Yeah, you're they staring, were staring at us at in us, the yeah. window. Um, I will probably go see Strays in like early 2024. I'll watch. Okay. It, on the, it won't scare uh, you anyway. No, it won't scare so me. There won't be sorry, any all constant dread. Right. Six black puddings out of ten. Don't bring your children. If your teenagers are going, don't go with them. Yeah. Just let them enjoy that's it. That's going
0: to lead to some awkward conversations.
1: Exactly. Yes. About the birds and the bees in the canine world.
0: And the dogs.
1: Yes. <laughs> Thanks a million. No
0: bother at all. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102 103.